Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you this morning. In this episode, do you sometimes wish you could be more patient, less reactive, more kind to others or yourself? Well, kindness is not something immutable to change. You can build it like a muscle. You can grow it so that it becomes one of your superpowers. In this episode, the second in our series of building kindness as a superpower, we look at the science of kindness and how it can help us grow our careers, our relationships, and improve our lives. Let's walk. out walking, moving as we are able, enjoying this gorgeous day, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall, and just arriving in this moment, letting go of whatever we were thinking or doing, and just arriving. For me, one of the most powerful ways that I arrive is to feel my feet on the ground. Whether I'm walking or just sitting at my desk. Just to feel the sensations. Feel the sensations in your feet as they contact the ground. Be here. Be now. The last 8% morning is all about building the skills of emotional intelligence so that we can approach as opposed to avoid the most difficult moments that we face. Why? Because there's gold in these moments. If we can show up as our best self in those moments, what's possible expands and we start to transform ourselves, and we get the career and relationships and life that we want. We don't live with regret. We have the impact we want to have. And it starts by this practice of just walking, just feeling our feet on the ground, just feeling our belly rise and fall. What we know about training Olympic athletes is that if you can master the moments in practice and you can have enough repetition, when you get to games, higher pressure moments, we are more prone, our brain is more prone to get to those, to move to those default behaviors. And so we're training our brain So just feel your hands and arms swing as you walk. 
be here. Not thinking about ideas or the future or the past. Just be present. Just feel your head and neck. And if your mind wanders, just let go of the thought or let it be. Watch, are you kind or not kind to yourself when you notice your mind wander? This can be a real telltale sign of how kind we are being to ourselves. And just come back to our feet and our belly and our whole body and standing tall and looking around and feeling grateful. So moving to our idea of the day. This is the second episode. And I know, having walked with you for so many miles and kilometers, I know that you have the intention to be more kind in your life to be more patient, to be perceived as someone who is compassionate. But I also know your impact is not always the same as your intention. And you sometimes hit situations where you think, oh my gosh, I did it again. I reacted with judgment and not much kindness again. Well, welcome to life. This happens to all of us. I struggle, you struggle, we all struggle with this. Especially when we're under pressure, facing more challenging last 8% situations. We are sometimes not as kind as we would like to be. And it does not make us feel proud. And this is a big one for us because there's a lot at stake when we don't show up as we would like, as we intend whether it be kindness or anything else, but certainly when it comes to kindness, especially when it comes to important relationships in our life. But what is also at stake, which I'll talk about in this episode, is that this really affects our career as well. So we need a plan. What is the plan? Well, it's really a three-part plan. And the first is highlighting the barriers. We did that last episode. How emotions can get in our way. Hurt can drive, hurt as a primary emotion can drive that secondary emotion, anger, and cause us to be unkind to people we really care about. That's number one. Number two, when we're halted, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, we don't show up as our best self. And number three, we talked about pressure in the Good Samaritan story. If we can decrease these barriers, our natural kindness will reveal itself and shine through. If we can decrease these barriers. And by the way, that's the whole podcast, the whole point of the podcast in a sense, and our courses at IHHP. They're all about how can we grow our skills to manage our emotions more intelligently in these tough moments. So commit to doing as many episodes as you can build this habit, this practice into your life. To build kindness, it's not just about this three-part series. It's actually about 
building all parts of us. Take our courses. If you want to fully develop EI in your life. Because it's just really easy to fall back into default behaviors that don't serve us. So make this a daily practice. So number one, we need to understand the barriers. That's the first part of the plan. Number two, we need to understand the science and how it benefits us and why we might want to do it. And that's what we're going to be doing today. And then number three, we need to create a practice to put kindness into action, to help it become a superpower. Again, we're going to do that in the third part of this series. As the Dalai Lama said, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. So let's dig into the science. Here's what we know from research in an area called social cognition, which is roughly the science of how people make judgments about others. Or in other words, how people judge us. You can think of it that way. And we know that people judge people, or us in this case, on two dimensions, what we call heart and edge. Or in the literature, it's known as warmth and competence. That is, you know, on the warmth side, are we compassionate? Are we kind? Are we warm to others? And the second dimension, are we capable? Are we strong and able to make things happen, get things done? Are we competent? So these two dimensions answer two critical questions when people judge us. First question is, what are this person's intentions towards me? And question two, is he or she capable of acting on those intentions? I'll say that again because they're such important questions. What are this person's intentions towards me, number one? And number two, is he or she capable of acting on those intentions? And together, these two dimensions, heart and edge, account for over 90% of how people judge us. It's amazing, and it's really strong finding in the literature. Over 90% of how people will judge you is based on, are you kind? Are you warm? Do you have heart? And are you capable, competent? Do you have edge? Groups seen as having heart or are warm but are incompetent, not having edge in the literature, includes older people and people with disabilities, as well as young people. And People report pity or sympathy for this group. Another stereotype, so if you know, a group stereotyped as cold or lacking heart but competent, so the opposite. In the literature, this includes rich people, business people, technical experts. And people might admire such people, but they also resent them. People who fall into this group have been shown to be more at risk to face harsh reprisals when they make a mistake. And I think it's probably true we've all worked with people like this. And it's not always great to work with people like this. And, you know, what is my point of making you aware of this? Well, I'm fascinated by the science of human behavior. That's a big part of the whole Last 8% project, right? We are fascinated and we want to make use of the science of human behavior. But 
here's why we need to be aware of this. If we want to increase our influence, grow our careers, have impact, then the research is clear that we need to begin with heart or warmth. Heart is the conduit. Warmth is the conduit of influence. It builds trust and the absorption of ideas. Even sending a few small signals, a smile, a gesture, a nod, that impacts people in very powerful ways. And it indicates to them that we care about their concerns, that we hear them, that we understand them, and that we can be trusted by them. And this is what makes them open, more open to our ideas. And, you know, I've kind of already mentioned this, but we know that for those who are not considered kind, and they don't have this you know, critical level of quality of heart. They can be more easily, we know this from the literature, they can be more easily passed over for promotions and in fact they receive less benefit of the doubt if they make a mistake or mess up. In another episode, I'm going to talk more about heart and edge. I'm not going to talk about it all here. Um, But this is a place to start to understand. So on our career side, on the our influence side, it makes sense to cultivate our level of kindness and heart. But number two, it has neurological effects. Just before I speak to them, feel your body, stand tall, look around, feel grateful, feel your feet on the ground, feel your belly rise and fall. here right now so there are neurological effects and the first one is when we engage in kindness or even when we witness kindness our brain our hypothalamus to be exact produces oxytocin now you might remember hearing about this it's known as the love drug or the love hormone And it's best known for its role in female reproduction, uh, such as during labor and in childbirth and breastfeeding. But of course, men also have oxytocin. And there's some remarkable effects. When we have, we actually engage in kindness, we see kindness, it actually works. Oxytocin works to lower our blood pressure. It improves our heart health. It even increases our self-esteem and optimism. So kindness increases oxytocin. Number two, like most medical antidepressants, kindness stimulates the production of serotonin. Another tra- neurotransmitter, in this case, a neurotransmitter in the brain, produced in the brain. And this is the feel-good chemical, which calms us down, makes us happy. And it's also correlated to depression when it is out of balance, whether from low brain cell production of serotonin, or a lack of receptor sites. Either way, kindness increases serotonin. Number three, and by the way, there's more, but I just gave you the big three. We know that when we engage, again, in acts of kindness, it affects our immune cell. And in fact, it increases disease resistance. And this is, of course, not a bad thing given 
that we are in the middle of a pandemic. But even if it's not a pandemic time, it always helps us to have a more robust immune system. So there's lots of reasons to engage in this plan. If you follow this plan, if you clear away the barriers, if you understand the science and engage in the practice, you will be amazed at how kindness will help transform you. You will become a walking model for others in your life. Who doesn't want to do that? This will help you build better relationships at work and help you grow your career. And it'll show up in those moments of high pressure or those last 8% situations when we can get very self-referential. We can get very task-oriented and very uptight. And again, this is, we're training our brain, right? That's what we're doing in this podcast. So again, feel your feet on the ground. Feel your hands and arms as they swing as you walk. At least I hope you're walking. I hope you're moving. And standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Moving to our three by three to finish today's episode. Three breaths right down to your toes. Now moving to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for in this moment? I feel grateful for ideas, for the science of human behavior. I love this stuff. And I'm also grateful for the practice, and I can't wait to explore that with you next episode. Now moving to three goals for the day. What do you want to get done today that fits with your best life, your three-month focus, that'll move things forward? How does show up? How, how does showing up on purpose, on fire, like you are right now? How does that impact your relationships, your career, your life? This is something we control, and the impact on others is immeasurable. People come to life when we show up, and we treat them with kindness for no reason. We just show up, and this is how we treat people in the world. And it's so powerful. After all, we've all been on the receiving end, and we know how that makes us feel. So as we're finishing, again, feeling your body, thinking about bringing this energy and momentum into the day. I'm going to finish with a quote from Wes Angelosi, he said, go and love someone exactly as they are, and then watch how quickly they transform into the greatest, truest version of themselves. 
Have a wonderful day.